See, these I can eat. The cherry, the cherry ones taste like um, Yankee Candle cherry, and then they have like a really desiccated maraschino in the middle, and they're kind of like a child's fist size, so they're kind of like way too much sugar in a two-bite package, but these I like, and I remember if you microwave them, they get huge. That's a fucking porno, two-bite package. <laughs> Speaking of porno. We went down the rivers, we crossed the plains. And the USA. USA. Recording where we we're preambling about Idaho spuds and stuff like that. Yeah, then that's we're probably good. enough. We got shit for the day because we've got a lot of horse shit to travel through. Hello, folks. Welcome back to How the West Was Fucked. How the West was fucked. Ah! It's that time of year again where you're not going to learn a fucking thing. <laughs> uh, we're we're instead going to revisit if you if you go back to last. You no, know, well, like time has no meaning on the Spotify or the Apple. Apple music podcast or whatever, or whatever the, the fuck you're doing, yeah. The the podcast store or wherever you listen to our product at. Um, but generally in February, we like to record um, something uh, more of an amorous nature, kind of in, the, in well, I say that really loosely, especially this time. <laughs> Holy fuck. Um, but we're going to do, uh, last year we did a review of uh, the hot and steamy and fucked up uh, novel, uh, Comanche Come On, mm-hmm. novel in quotation marks. Uh Written by pen name Joseph Meek. Uh, however, his real name is what? James uh, Robert, Robert, Rand- Robert J. Randisi. Randisi. Yeah. In which uh, we, we've been learning a lot about him today, and we'll, Holy we'll get into it. But uh, <laughs> one thing I learned about reading, well, th- th- this year's novel is... Uh, hard it, for Justice. Hard for Justice. Uh, yeah. Mount, Mountain Man Jack Mountain Pike, Jack Pike again. Com- comes back. Oh, yeah. Wow. This, this guy hates women so much. So much. And also Native Americans oh, yeah, pretty, yeah. pretty hard, yeah, but yeah. like I think women more. Well, that's like the one part that's like actually true to the Wild West is they don't count as people. Yeah. Fuck. Fuck. <laughs> well, yeah, we thought like, well, last time this was kind of pain, painful, but you know, it was the least. It's like, I compare it to like when people do readings of Ben Shapiro novels. Yeah, sure, sure, sure. Now, here's the problem is this guy's actually kind of a better writer. Then, yeah, he he's a better put, writer than He doesn't do run on sentences with a bunch of commas and stuff like that. Yeah. But his content, oh. since he's a little more competent, is disturbing. Fairly more vile, I think, oh, you know, yeah. in a lot of ways. Oh, yeah. He's um, the greatest writer of our generation, though. Well, what's the award he Most made up? Most prolific <laughs> writer of our generation. Oh, that's yeah. For sure. Well, let's, let's, let's get into a little background on um, old Joseph Meek, uh, pen name. Uh, like I said, real name Robert J. Rendisi. Yeah. He also has the pen name of J.R. Roberts. Oh. According to Wikipedia, ah. which can always be trusted, as we know. Absolutely. The thing is, his, like, um, he's written, written so much shit that our selected uh, stuff doesn't even appear in the like the top ten. That's what you were saying. Like, There's like a bunch his of shit about characters. the Rat Pack. Well, let, let's go to the notive characters. Um, Everybody kills somebody sometime. 
That's the name of one of his books, right? Everybody kills somebody yeah. sometimes. Well, he also, yeah, he created the Seamus Award, but... He, cre he created and then won the Seamus Award. Notable characters appearing in some of his novels include Miles Jacoby, Joe Keogh, Nick Dovecchio, Gil and Claire Hunt, Truxton Lewis, Eddie G, and the Rat Pack. So they don't even bring it up. My, my, Mountain Jack Pike is like Bush League, apparently. No, that's fucking. We haven't that's, been reading that's the right criminal, shit. dude. There's there's a there's a fucking vendetta against him or something. Well, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna the cream's gonna rise to the top. Well, and the thing is, if if y'all didn't listen to the last one, the Comanche come on one, which we've been talking every here every time you hear the. Or we yell fucking uh, walking star, like, in every episode. That's what we're referring to. But I'll bring you back up to speed on what we know about Jack Pike. Yes. Uh, he is a Randy Ruff and always at the ready, uh, <laughs> don't come any harder than Mountain Jack Pike. He's a brawling, broad-shouldered bear of a man. He's the best dang trapper in the Rockies, except for, like, I'd never they don't ever trap. catch goddamn thing. They never trap. They shoot a couple buffalo, and then they make the... Oh, what were they like, uh, Hurons or... No, they were Delawares. Delaware Indians. Skin them, yeah. and then yep. they all get unceremoniously red-shirted. Yep. Um, but yeah, so basically, uh, this is like fuck novels for truckers from the eighties is, is how I'm going to best synopsize this. <laughs> We're changing the name of the podcast, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck. I don't know. There's no, it doesn't need any more preamble cause it's, we're, it's going to be a bag of fuck. Yeah. Like, so here we go. Um, All right. So Tony did some prep. Let's do our book report on. Fucking hard for justice, not fucking hard for Mount, you. Mountain mm. Jack Pike in hard for justice. And there is no justice. No, <laughs> absolutely not. This, this, was, this was published. That means justice is dead. <laughs> <laughs> uh, fuck. All right. I'm writing this in IBM Plex Sans. Uh, Mountain Jack Pike in hard for justice by Robert J. Redancy, Randisi, writing under the pen name, name Joseph Meek. Which is how we discovered this asshole. If In you the go first back place. to our Joe Meek. Oh episode, shit! One more thing. I ordered three books online. God damn it! Two two of them were used paperbacks from oh, the eighties. Yeah. One of them, I the only other one I could find was a fucking brand new copy of a, a reprint, which had the Kurt Russell dickhead on the front from like like we found the original. Yeah, January seventh, two thousand twenty-two is when this book was printed. <laughs> Now, where is the ones from the and 80s? I got have, it have a... shit going on on the cover that doesn't happen in the novel, which oh, yeah. which is the similar to the other one we yeah. read. That there's a wolf attack that never happened in the first one. Yeah. Well, there's a guy using a six-shooter. This all takes place before a six-shooter was even invented. This guy's wearing fucking blue jeans. Yeah. That wasn't a thing. Nope. Um, and then there's not this, the, you know, it's I'm assuming that's Jack Pike because he doesn't look that big and brawly. No. He's, looks like Bryzer kind of. Yeah, but actually, like, yeah. Uh, Holy shit, But he's yeah. just choking the shit out of a guy in a river. That happens in the last in the one last we read, book, yeah. but not in this one yeah. at all. But, Fuck. Okay. There's telephone poles in the back of this one. Sweet. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, we'll get into like, uh, oh, yeah, the, the first one, um, you know, when, the he, when, he get, yeah, when he gets in the fight with the guy in the river, his, his buddy Skins McConnell gives him a towel, which, as I stated last time, you know, the mountain men were famous for carrying around nice, absorbent, fluffy towels. Well, they were they were big fans of uh, fucking Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Right. Yeah. Well, and then this one, there's some nice historical anomalies that happen. But I just, I want to revisit the fact that the book that I sent to Will was printed in, what, January 7th? Of last year. Of mm -hmm. 2022, right? 21. No, 2022. 2022. I got that book in the mail on, like, or, geez, on, the, yeah. on the 10th. Of January? What year is it? 2022. Oh. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> they printed the... I ordered the book. Three and, days? And they printed it and sent it to my house in three days. What kind of mind police <laughs> bullshit? I don't know, dude. I want to go live in the woods, man. <laughs> like, fuck this shit. 
Oh, fuck. Okay. Now that we're talking about this shit, you'll probably have a stack of them delivered to your door by <laughs> drones or something. Oh, God, my algorithm is just going to be trying to sell me fucking Joseph Meek books for God like the next it. five years. Fuck. Mm. So without further ado, uh, kick it off, Tony, with your non-NPR voice and what is what font did you <laughs> say? I'd be in Plex Sans. I don't know what that looks like. It looks like words. Good. Mm. Unfortunately. Um, uh, we're going to kick it off with a prologue. Uh uh, our man Pike silently enters the whore tent at the settlement of Clark's Fork. Uh, the madam knows and loves Pike, so he can sneak in and do whatever the fuck he wants. Well, at least Clark's Fork, that puts it in a specific place. That's going to be in Montana. Yeah. Uh, he whispers to the madam that he's looking for a tall, slender man with a scar on his cheek and mm. big jug ears. He has a type, huh? He has a type. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, oh, I'm all allowed. I got a couple of women, though. Uh, she says <laughs> she says a man fitting the description is in the whore tent. Um in back, as Pike, opposed to what are the other tents? In the I don't brothel? know. This is the fucking the, the big tent. There's the clown tent. Yeah. Uh, Pike tells her that he's he's gonna kill the central casting movie villain guy. Uh, Foreshadowing. She uh, she says fine, but please don't do it in my whore tent, please. Uh, take it outside, boys. Pike asks who he's with, and she says Colette. Pike is bummed. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, that's, uh, that's why. My whore. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So quote from the book: The blonde whore was popular. <laughs> She was because she liked her job, and she liked it even better with certain men, one of whom was Pike. But that was she always told him so, <laughs> yeah, exactly. like, like while fearing for her like life. Her and job, life. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but that was before Pike settled in with Sun Rising. The big mountain man hadn't uh, hadn't gone a horn since. So he hadn't said, gone a horn. That's what it says. Mm-hmm. What a uh, so guy. so the madam leads Pike back to the fucking dude he's looking for. Quote from the book. Uh, she led him along the blanketed cubicles the, <laughs> that passed for rooms in the makeshift whorehouse. Past Milton and his swing line stapler. <laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs> Good to burn this whore tent to the ground. Uh, when they reached uh, when they reached Colette's cubicle, they stopped. Uh, the madam calls for Colette, and she leaves the cubicle. Then Pike steps in with his Kentucky pistol. We got another quote from the book. Kentucky uh, fried. Another word, and I'll kill you right now, Pike said. The man frowned. <laughs> but remained silent. He was completely nude and until moments ago had an er- enormous erection. <laughs> uh, so Pike tells him to get dressed, uh, slaps him in the face and takes him outside where Pike interrogates the man. He tells Pike that his name is Haywood. Pike asks him who Haywood's friends are. Hey, Haywood, you blow me? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Haywood asks, what friends? Quote from the book. Uh, Four men, Pike said. You and your men raped and killed a crow squaw two weeks ago and burned down her house. I want to know where the others are now. This is like a thing. This is his, like, my name is Amigo Montoya. You yeah, yeah. My father prepared to die. Yeah. This is the shit he says to everybody in this book. I know. It's said so many when fucking also, times. also, every guy he's about to kill is like, well, she was oh, just we'll get a, to that. She was just a- She was just an Indian. Yeah. And he's like- but she was, she my, was my Indian. Indian. And that was my cabin. Yeah, but it also has no, like, it, like demonstrates well, he had no will, emotional attachment to her other than- get the fuck into it. Sometimes is, they fucking, she cooks good. That's- That is some fucking harebrained bullshit, dude. <laughs> I don't understand it. Anyways, uh, uh, Haywood tries to play dumb. Points, he, uh, Pike points a gun at him. Uh, Haywood finally gives him the names of the other guys. Hickox, Murphy, Rate, and Tilson. Uh, Pike wants to make sure Haywood isn't lying, so he makes it. He makes him uh, drop trow and holds a knife to Haywood's balls while he asks. So him he's again. sexually assaulting somebody yeah. while also while also holding the hostage. Yeah. <laughs> like I said, ju- once again, the title of this is hard for justice. <laughs> so much justice. So much justice happening. Just war crime after war crime, like every every chapter. Like so, uh, quote from the book. Come on, Mister Haywood says she was just an Indian. Here we go. There we go. Why are you doing this? She was just a squaw, Pike said. 
To me, she was my squaw. Open your mouth. Not like I loved her. No. Not like, like she said, was a human person. You nope. shouldn't rape and burn her. No, <laughs> like, you, you killed my property. It's yes. like it's like you you murdered the fucking cattle on my on my land. So that kind of sets the tone for up. this entire ass the whole thing. Haywood uh, stared at Pike, then slowly opened his mouth. Pike inserted the barrel of his Kentucky pistol into the man's mouth, and Haywood's eyes went wide with fear. No, so th- no kind of phallic uh, like representation whatsoever. No. Mm-hmm. So this is technically the first sex scene you get in the whole book. Yeah, just gun fellatio. Also, also, this is how he fuck he uh, he fucks up the 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 big bad guy in the last book. Yeah. At the very end, like he shoves his gun down his throat and then yeah. ends up blowing his fucking head off. You got to money shot him to death. Yeah, exactly. You assert your dominance. <laughs> Incel, you fucking... <laughs> God damn it. Uh, with the gun barrel in his mouth, Haywood tells Pike the names uh, of his accomplices again and ensures that he's not lying. Uh, <laughs> that's not what you said before. Uh, Pike makes Haywood deep throat the barrel and demands that he tell Pike where at least one of the guys can be found. Haywood tells him that... I also like the fact that this guy... It's not like he has, like, Google Locate or something. Like yeah. it, It's like, what, 1840? Yeah, yeah, something like that. In Montana. <laughs> like... Oh yeah, like shit. Oh, he's he's at the tree. Yeah, he's at by the, the tree. Stuff. Which tree? Out there past the you know Alder you know thicket. the one. Yeah, <laughs> like past the Jenkins farm. Yeah. Uh, Haywood tells him that uh, Hickox is camped out <clears throat> at a snake village near Yellowstone. Quote from the book: uh, Haywood started to say something, but never got the chance to finish. Pike pulled the trigger of his pistol. A hole appeared in the bat in the man's face as the lead ball crashed through his lips and teeth and blew out the back of his head. Blood and brains and tissue uh, splattered the snow. When he turned around, he saw the madam and Colette uh, wrapped in a robe, now staring at him in horror. I hope you paid in advance, Pike said, and walked away. <laughs> so there we go. That's, <laughs> that's, the fucking that's what we're getting into. <laughs> oh, fuck. And as you'll notice as we go through this, the author generally describes the scenes of like murder and torture with more loving detail than oh, he does and rape. any any and rape yeah. than any of the like consensual sexual encounters yes that happen yes absolutely uh okay part 1 violation chapter oh, 1 uh that sounds optimistic pike meets up with our good buddy skins mcconnell after a beaver trapping trip where Skins... Skins, uh, Skins really grew on me this novel. He was he kind did, of a yeah. bit bit player last time, but he's, yeah. he's kind I, of like the voice of reason and he's, he's like an all right I, I'd have a beer with Skins. He's literally the voice of reason. I'm Like, I'd kick it with him and Buck. We'll get to Buck later. Yeah. But, uh, um, so Skins getting back from beaver trapping, but uh, he berates Pike about how shitty his coffee is. Uh, then we learn that Pike has a... Oh, Pike's been shacked up with a native girl named Sun Rising for about six months now. Quote from the book... Pike had resisted her until they were thrown together during a bear hunt with an infamous Russian hunter. I mean, I want to read that book. Yeah, I wonder if that is a book. I mean, it I, might I'm be. assuming since he wrote like seven thousand novels, there's apparently what what did the what did the article say? He he wrote a book every month or something well, like that. Yeah, he was published sometimes since twice a month. Since 1984. Yeah. Well, and like this, just like I said, he didn't apparently do that many Jack Pikes. This is number eight, so I'm going to assume that number seven. There are. Uh, I looked it up. I'm going to assume there's that like number 14, seven is where he hangs out, like meets like Sun Rising. Maybe I, I think maybe. Uh, okay, quote from the book, the, to the thing with the Russian hunter. It's like a hunter from Russia or somebody who hunts Russians. <laughs> yes, yes, exactly. Right. Uh, it's a bear that hunts Russian people. Awesome. Yeah. I want to see that movie. <laughs> it surprised the hell out of Pike. Uh, he'd had many women over the years and had left many women behind. That's, yeah. I can attest that to that. To, that that seems to be his M.O. <laughs> Rest in peace, Walking Star. 
the two men lament on uh, how the bears and beavers are all rapidly disappearing and shit. Then on the same page, the bat- I can't believe all these are all disappearing <laughs> as fast as we kill them. Like. Uh, then on the same same page of the book, the bad guy posse is swilling whiskey and spots a cabin in the woods. Uh, they're described as homely and jug-eared again. Yeah. Uh, well, you can't all be chiseled, jawed, I'm just big, saying, like, big, he big fucking, cool guys like the he author. He used so. like fucking eight pages ago. You know, the, maybe he's telegraphing. Like, I, I guess I've seen a picture of the guy, but like, you know, maybe when he was a kid, he was jug-eared, and he, you know, that yeah. they cut him to the core. So now that's the insult <laughs> you use. I don't know. Then their latest crimes are described as they killed a group of three people, uh, one man and two women. Didn't they kill an entire fucking town? Yeah, yeah. They don't get to that till later. But they're just talking about, like, remember, remember that last camp we came on? We fucked up all those people. Yeah. yeah. Uh, all three of them after, yeah, so, after wiping out an entire town? Yeah, right. Seems like you might, okay, your priorities so, need, okay, basically whatever. Basically, it's, it's described. These guys are fucking poltroons. Uh, Sunrising, Pike Squaw hears them uh, approaching and thinks that it's Pike and uh, Skins McConnell, but sees there are three men. She grabs the rifle hanging next to the fireplace. As you do. Uh, the bandits have a leader that is mildly intelligent, and the rest of the dudes in the yep. crew are, like, hopeless dipshits. Well, here's the thing with that. It's like, okay, you're going to throw something through the window when I signal you. Yeah. I'll, I'll wave at you like this. Oh. He has to, like, oh, I know, visually yeah. demonstrate what waving at him yeah, looks no, they like. Yeah, no, they do a whole fucking Three Stooges routine oh, yeah. while they're, like, attacking the cabin. Then there's a horrific rape scene that's uh, written like the author reveled in writing it. It's probably got the most, it's like, It's super fucked in, up. It's like... It's super fucked up. It's like... A very thirsty. Read- we're, we're not gonna. We're not. Gonna, I'm not reading it. Yeah. Fuck that. Uh, I, I'd ne- if I never have to lay eyes on that again yeah. or hear. It, like, I am, I'm not going to quote that part of this no. piece of shit book. Uh, it that, does. It does definitely demonstrate how shitty the bad guys are. Oh yeah, yeah. We, I mean, we will say that. I, I will. I will say this: the fucking bad guys are literally like biting her and shit, like like fucking zombie shit. It's fucking yeah, weird, it's man. It's so fucked. Anyways, this author's got some fucking problems. Uh, chapter two. <laughs> Pike and McConnell riding back to Pike's cabin. It seems that McConnell is a bit uh, jealous of the fact that Pike has a wife now. He's, ooh, who's my friend? She's not a wife. We just kind of hang out sometimes. She kind of lives in a cabin I built. Totally. I come home every three weeks and she makes me some awesome stew. Yeah. Then we fuck and then they go away for uh, two months. The bad guys loot the house after shooting uh, Sunrising and light the place on fire riding away. Pike and McConnell see a pillar of smoke on the horizon as they get closer to it and they fucking haul wholesale ass towards it. The cabin's only partially fucking burned down so they run in grab Sunrising, and she like dies in pike's arms no that's no, she not already she's dead. already dead yeah that's right uh anyways they they scoop her up and fucking bring her out there and they're trying to like bucket water out of the stream nearby to put the fire up because that's gonna happen yeah you know yeah exactly uh quote for the book she's dead skins pike said he was kneeling over her his hands uh hovering over her body as if he didn't know where to put them like <laughs> Look at her. She's naked. She's been shot. Yeah, his, hand, his hand's hovering over her breast because he's that guy. A creep, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what the hell happened here? Skin stared at the dead woman and saw the bite marks on her body. It wasn't hard to figure what happened. She'd been raped. Yep. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> of the bite marks. Okay. Oh, fuck. Uh, Pike gets mad as hell. McConnell walks around looking for hoof prints. Uh, McConnell's tracking skills tells him that there were uh, five dudes riding together and tells Pike the direction that they went in. Pike then tells McConnell to bury Sunrising because daddy's on the warpath. Yeah. Uh, so Pike fucking jets in the direction he's supposed to go to find this dickhead. Um, uh, McConnell like buries uh, Sunrising. Yeah. And as he's burying her, he hears a fucking, you know, trees shaking oh, in the yeah, woods yeah, or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he tracks the person down to find out it's a young native boy. The boy ran away from his tribe, and Sunrising would 
like used to pay him to pay him in food to do odd jobs and shit for her when, yeah. Pike, when Pike was gone for weeks. Well, my time. thing is like uh, clearly he was never around when Pike. Whenever Pike was, home. it doesn't seem like Pike was home that him. often. Yeah, and he never met him. He but never apparently, him, yeah. this kid's been hanging out with like Sun Rising. Yeah, and, so she basically he's like what twelve or fourteen or something. I think he was like twelve. Yeah, yeah, but she she basically took him in and is just feeding him and shit. To and do, he's like, like gathering firewood and shit. Yeah. And, uh, but anyways, this kid saw the whole fucking horrible shit go down. Um, Skins. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So the kid basically tells Skins McConnell, like, oh, I can identify all five of the yeah, yeah. Rape, rape squad. So oh, Rape squad, don't say that ever again. <laughs> uh, chapter three, cuts two weeks later. Uh, Pike has a conversation with his buddy Clark at the settlement with the whore tent uh, at Clark's Fork. So is it it's named after be. him? Well, Clark's Fork, I don't think there's, is there still a town called that? Because, you, you, I mean, Clark's Fork is a river. Mm-hmm. Like that, you cross like a million times yeah, if you're yeah. driving down I ninety. So they don't have like, the whore tent anymore, huh? No, I mean, they, they still may. have it. There's trout in there now. So. <laughs> now it's an REI tent. It's just trout with lipstick and yeah. fucking big titties. Mm-hmm. Um, so Ugh. Pike has a conversation with his buddy Clark at the settlement uh, where the whorehouse tent was. Uh, Clark's for He's just trying to figure out where he's like making sure he's tracking down the right man because he's you know fucking whatever. He's out for uh, justice. Hard. He's hard for justice. Uh, as Pike, uh, quote from the book, as Pike stood up, Clark said, Pike, all I'm saying is, next time, try to be more careful before you kill a man. You might kill the wrong In the middle of the street, yeah, like, right. extra and plus, you, like you said, you first of all sexually assault him. Yeah. And then kill him, you yes. know, in the middle of the street. Don't worry, Pike said, I'll be killing the right ones. <laughs> in my own where you head. Stayed, where are you staying tonight, Pike? <laughs> I got a bed out back. Don't worry about it, Pike said. I'll be staying with Colette. So he's going to stay with the fucking... The, the whore. The whore that, uh, you know, he killed the John of or whatever. He just yep. traumatized. Well, the, the John probably the, paid in advance, right? So, like, that's he, always that's always good, he though. He inherits like, his fucking you know, happy time. It shows, mm-hmm. like, uh, just good self awareness and sensitivity that you just murdered somebody in front of somebody. Now you're going to go fuck, like, you know, probably, I mean, consensually, I assume, but for, it's written for as payment. consensually, but also you just murdered a man in front of this chick. So, what, that is she, she going to tell you no? That she had been fucking, yeah. like, 12 hours ago. Exactly. But. There's nothing awkward or weird <sighs> here. Yep. So Pike is back on Team Colette. Uh, Apparently, Colette um, wouldn't corroborate Pike's story of how the dude got into got his head blown off unless he banged. Oh, that's what it was. He. he oh yeah. She, she's like, she's like, if you fuck me, I won't tell anyone that you fucking murdered that guy. No, I'll, I'll tell him it was like justified. Yeah, I'll tell him it was justified. Yeah, yeah. Well, they make a big point of there's no law out here anyway, so I'm right. not sure exactly who's yeah. like, but. Yeah, she, she, uh, apparently the sex worker wants the Jack Pike D so bad that she's willing to like blackmail him for for fucks. Yeah. So she yeah she's like she's he's, like he's I'll tell that. everybody it's justified as long as you give me that big dick and then he's like okay, okay. I guess and Man, like every, if I must you know what now that I think about it almost every consensual sex scene in this with him anyways he's like goaded into fucking by the chick. Well and then yeah and well that and yeah it's like oh I'm so grateful for your fucking for your giant yeah, fucking hog there's yeah. some kind of complex here but we're not gonna <laughs> go down uh okay uh next next we get the a scene with uh the crow kid and, and mcconnell uh we found out that the kid's name is little fawn and he hates it because it's, it's not a little, warrior's name it's fucking little fawn yeah, I, I don't shitty. think i'd be super enthusiastic yeah exactly Quote, also every almost every native american that appears in this book has some kind of deer related name except for sunrising everyone it's, every other native american has a fucking deer related name Almost, I think one other per- one other lady doesn't. Should have Should be one, but- Big Venison. I would. I would. That's awesome. Come to the stage, Big Venison. Big Venison is what. Alfred yeah, Lloyd yeah. Venison. You got Big Venison. 
<laughs> uh, quote for the book. It's a girl's name, not a boy's. McConnell asks, why did your mother give you that? Because she, she hates says, me. She says, when I was born, I had I had the eyes of a fawn, the boy said with disgust. Uh, McConnell and Little Fawn are they're riding to meet up with Pike at the whore tent, apparently, and discuss the kid's name again. So Skins decides to give him a new name, Bo. <laughs> Fucking buck. So, Little Fawn, that's like a... Infeminate, but like, yeah, we'll just call you Buck. Uh, it's a quote for the book. I know, McConnell says. Why don't we just call you Buck? Uh, kid says, That's a it? man deer. What's it mean? Except for, well, Skins doesn't even say it's a male deer. No, no, he says, he says, Well, the way, uh, when I use it, I mean a young warrior. Some people mean something else. Yep. Because in, Buck, the, the boy in says, slavery times, it was also what you would call like a oh, male African yeah, so American that's in bondage. Fucked. So mm-hmm. fucked. Buck, the boy ah! says. <laughs> the kid says, uh, Buck, yes, I will be Buck. And from that moment on, Buck was his name. And we don't get a whole lot of speaking roles from this kid, but every time you do, he fucking talks like Tonto, even though he like well, he, he ends ta- up on the trail. Talk about his- he, learns, he learns, I mean, he has some English, but he learns more English from hanging out with Skins. Yeah. So he should sound like Skins and nope. Jack Pike. But nope, straight up got to be like, oh, unga bunga. You yeah. know, like fucking. Yeah, it's fucked. It's, yeah. Uh, okay, now we get back to the whore tent with Pike and Colette getting ready for bed. Quote from the book. Uh, she pressed her breast against his back and draped one arm over his hip. Her hand lay precariously close to his erection. Hmm. Did you love her, Pike? She whispered. After a moment, he said, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm about to go murder half the county, but I'm not sure how I feel about it. <laughs> God damn it. Uh, so he's... He's answering shit like this, like he's like he's on a political trial. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. Like, he's like, I can neither confirm or deny. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> oh fuck. Did you consume alcohol during your high school years? Yes, we drank beer. Uh, my friends and I, the boys and girls. Yes, we drank beer. I liked beer. Still like beer. We drank beer. The drinking age, as I noted, was 18, so the seniors were legal. Senior year in high school, people were legal. To drink, and we drink. Yeah, we drank beer, and I said sometimes, sometimes, probably had too many beers, and sometimes other people had too many beers. What we drank you, beer. We liked beer. What do you consider to be too many beers? I don't know. Okay, Pike wakes up with a raging heart on to find that Colette, who is asleep, has got a firm grasp of his hog. Uh, he describes, or he decides to get up and leave. But what, Col- she like, sl- she's like sleep. She's like, no, no, she's just like death grip on his dick, asleep. Huh. He wakes up and he's like, I'm gonna get the fuck out of here. And, uh, damn it. He can't, he can't leave. Like, uh, tethered by my pecker. Like, (laughs) I love that song. Mojo Nixon, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Tie my pecker, too. To Colette, to Colette. God, I forgot. We did the last one of these over Zoom. We yeah. haven't done this in, in person before. This is going to be fun. Quote, Pike, she said, sliding her hand up and down his shaft. 
Pike was only human, and she was beautiful, sweet-smelling woman. He slid one hand over her hip, down her thighs, and slid one finger along her slit, which instantly grew moist. She lifted her leg over him, climbed onto him, and took him inside with one swift motion that made her gasp. Also, every fucking sex scene, the girl has to gasp at some point. Oh, yeah. Every well, single one of them. You're dealing with Mountain Jack Pike. Yeah, here. right. As she moved over him, riding him, she began to breathe heavily. Pike lay still, allowing her to use him, but unable to deny the pleasure she was bringing him. Uh, he, Basically, he's like trying to be like Brock's handsome, like stoic, <laughs> like, not gonna come, not gonna come. He cupped her buttocks in this his hands, and she fell onto him, her breast smashed against his chest. As they moved together, her breath became quicker, and then she suddenly tensed and shuddered. Pike exploded into her with a groan, and then he held her tightly in his arms. And then, and then, he, then he threw her on the floor and rode off into the sunset. <laughs> Basically, I'm sorry, she whispered in his ear. Don't be, he said. I'm much too big for you to have forced. Uh. <laughs> I should have brought, like, scope or something. Yeah, I know, dude. Coming this fall from PBS, from acclaimed documentarian Ken Burns, comes a new chapter of America's Civil War. Looking through my grandpappy's attic in Richmond, I find a whole bunch of old letters. They look real old. A new insight on letters back home from war. Shenandoah Valley, 1862. Dear Penthouse Forum, you'll never believe this happened to me. It's Civil War, Penthouse Forum. A collection of battlefield erotica that definitely, totally happened. Hey, Penthouse Fur, you'll never believe this happened to me. One particular bloody day, I stumbled upon a grist mill and found two comely maidens there working. They were totally DTF. I asked them to separate the wheat from my chaff, if you know what I mean. Dear Penthouse Forum, I was with Sherman, burning Atlanta. There I saw a plantation owner's wife on the porch, looking rather fetching but malnourished. She offered me some sweet tea, and I offered her my emancipation ejaculation. Coming this fur from Ken Burns, Civil War Penthouse Forum. Okay, chapter four. Skins McConnell and Buck show up in Clark's Fork settlement and chat with a general store owner, Mr. Clark. Uh, Clark has an indigenous wife by the name of Sky Woman. That's the other one that doesn't have a deer name or whatever. Right. Uh, you said she has a superhero name. <laughs> <laughs> uh, McConnell tells Clark about sunrising and the fucked up shit that she endured. So you either, if you're Native American, you either get a deer-related name or a me meteorological name. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, quote from the book. Jesus, Clark said. No wonder Pike's so angry. I mean, they had just killed her, but to abuse her like that and then burn down his yeah, cabin? it'd be cool if they had just killed her, <laughs> but they just killed her. can't tolerate it. Ted Clark shook his head in wonderment that there are such people in the world. Uh, Skins goes and gets Pike from the whore tent, and they head back to Clark's store uh, to get outfitted for the human hunt they're about to go on. Yep. Uh, McConnell so some pemmican and some <laughs> buckshot or something. Four-barrel rocket launcher. Yep. Uh, McConnell stops Pike before they get uh, inside the store and tells him about Buck. Uh, this is where we learn that Buck is about 12 years old. Then they go to the store. Buck is chowing down. Pike interrogates the kid. Oh, yeah, this kid, he eats like the fucking homeless kid from Dick Tracy. Yeah, well, Every that's, single that's fucking all they time. do is they keep yeah. feeding the kid. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the kid gives Pike descriptions of all the bad guys. Uh, McConnell, Pike, 
and Buck have a meal, and then they head out on their mission of violence and revenge. Okay, chapter five. Uh, we get a little background on one of the rapists, Alan Hick, uh, Hecox. Hecox? He cocks. He cocks? He cocks. God, I did not like typing that. Yeah, he, he cocks. Oh, he cocks, all right. He uh, cocks so He was much. born in the mountains. His parents were killed uh, in a raid, and then he was raised by snake Indians. So Which he, are Shoshone. Yeah, so he hates all- so yeah, he We hates can't all, ever call them Shoshone, though. Right? So he hates all natives, especially the snake. Uh, Who, by all accounts- like raised him with kindness and dude, like we're gonna get into it. Yeah, because yeah. his, his <laughs> like, fucking his native mom was dope as fuck, yeah. man. But he like, Ugh, God, I hated. I only come here after I murder a village mm-hmm. to hang out. Like, <laughs> yep. Oh, in trouble with the law again. Yeah, yeah. We'll give you some steaks. Uh, so uh, he's taken in by a snake woman named uh, Walking Fawn. There's our other deer person. Yep. Uh, her husband was a dude named Black Cherry Joe. Yep, which still sounds to me like uh, a flavor of bubblegum. Pretty much. <laughs> Quote for the book, Black Cherry Joe, although a full-blooded snake, had lived many of his formative years among the whites. Because of his dark color of his skin, the whites had named him Black Cherry, meaning to mock him. Instead, he rose to power among the snake Indians and kept his name the whites had given him. Uh, Hecox was... Oh, was harassed by the other kids growing up in the native village. They basically had, like, the same upbringing, only opposite racial... Yeah, exactly, yeah. Like... But native, black native cherry, guy in white white shit. But black cherry doesn't seem to be as much of a dickhead as no. Okay, so back in present day, uh, Hickox, the fucking grown ass adult man, uh, rides back into the snake village where he grew up. Apparently, he only comes back to the village when he needs something. Again, like yeah, yeah. He, he'll go fuck up a, bu- a settlement and then come back home to hide out, even though he fucking hates it. Uh, quote from the book: Hickox hi- uh, hated coming back to the snake camp. If rate. Who's the gang leader? Yeah. If Rate hadn't ordered him to hide out, uh, he never would have returned. He didn't think much of Walking Fawn, his mom, his you know. Yeah, man, she mom. sucks. She raised me with compassion <laughs> and care, and, and he kept felt, me fed and taught me things. And he thought what very, a bitch. He thought very little of the Snake Indians in general. The Crow. No, that was a people who knew how to deal with their enemies. Oh yeah, they know how the to Blackfoot party. also. Black Cherry Joe was too soft and made the Snake Indians as soft as he was. Oh, he doesn't like the Shoshone because they're nice. <laughs> Jesus. Okay. <laughs> Dude, he's a fucking shithead. Even though he relies on the fact that they're nice yeah. every time he fucks up by yeah, being fucking, an asshole. He's okay. a turd. Uh, basically, he's like a fake tough guy. Yeah. Uh, his his step parents think he's a coward. His mom even thinks Walking Fawn even thinks he's a fucking coward, but she's still like, oh, he's my he's baby. He's my baby. And like take care of him and shit. Uh, then we get this fucking. Uh, uh, what? Hickox also like he's like. I know I can get any woman in this village. I just well, tell, tell my dad, mom. Well, his dad's the my dad's chief. the chief, so I just tell my mom to bring me bring me that girl, Which and she'll end up in my tent. Does so with then he what fucking, like a fourteen year old? Sixteen. Sixteen. Yeah. Okay. So Still then, then he oogles a sixteen year old girl, lamenting that it was too easy to score chicks in the snake village. If it were Blackfoot town, he'd have to fight for he'd have to fight other dudes for the women. Then the scene ends with this quote. He would arrange with Walking Fawn to have the 16-year-old girl brought to him later. Right now, what he wanted was some goddamn food. Oh, I hate it so much. Yeah, well, I mean, it does make you want to go like, Pike, just show up and fucking shoot oh, yeah. this guy, please. No, I want to go beat the fuck out of the yeah. author of this. Kind of like... <laughs> Dress up like Mountain Jack Pike and show up at fucking... fucking let's be, Joseph Beach. Let's be real. I yeah. kind of do anyways. <laughs> but you show up at like Robert fucking Redeem's Red house. DC. Yeah. You, sh- you knock on the door, and he's like, oh, it's about the rapes, isn't it? Yeah. Yep. <laughs> it's about the rapes. Yeah, correct. <laughs> uh, so this guy, yeah, he's basically like a rich kid, chief son, fucking- He's as affluenza. Yes, absolutely. So fucking- Oh, this is what I wrote. So bravo, he's Robert a, J. He's Rick. a 
Fucking Screlly. Yeah, totally. Martin Screlly. Martin Screlly is the son of a bitch. When I finish making fun of him, I bounce on my boy's dick. dick. No, this is literally what I wrote when I was doing the copy. So, bravo, Robert J. Randisi. You wrote a complete asshat of a character. Pike, Buck, and Skins all make uh, make camp and ponder on what kind of Indians they might find on their journey. <clears throat> Quote, Which, you know, being the seasoned mountain man they are, they should probably know whose territory they're kind of in. Yeah. It's not like a roll of the dice. Like, yeah. Holy fuck, Northern Montana. Oh, look, it's Apaches. Yeah, nah. it's, yeah, it's not D&D. Like, yeah. oh, I, roll, I rolled a <laughs> yeah. seven. Looks like we're getting Shoshone today. Yeah, yeah. Um, all right, quote for the book. McConnell spoke to Pike. You know, when we find Snake Indians, they might be Black Cherry, uh, yeah, Black Cherry Joe's bunch. Yeah. I know. How do you think you'll feel about this? Joe hates all whites. Uh, why would he be letting Hickox ride with him then? I don't know, said Pike. I suppose we'll have to ask him, won't we? Okay, so they, they, this lets on that they fucking know each other. Yeah, they, they absolutely yeah. do. Uh, uh, and I'm assuming, I'm assuming, since we've been skipping around the numbers and novels, I'm assuming Black Cherry Joe is probably a character we should know if we were if we're doing faithfully in reading the whole yeah, yeah, atrocious yeah. fucking series of this shit. But uh, next, we get paragraphs about uh, how Buck, the native kid. Oh, must have above average intelligence because he can speak English. Yep. <laughs> how Pike. Yep. There how, we go. How just Pike's that, face is an just unwavering kind of slide in that yeah. casual racism. Oh, like, yeah. And how ooh, Pike's... you're one of the bright ones, aren't you? <laughs> yeah. oh, God. Fucking. How Pike's ah! face. About how Pike's face is an unwavering stone, and when Pike gets uh, naked to bathe in the river, he does every like he does every morning, which is fucking bullshit. Which, yep. As anybody that's listening to this podcast, white people were afraid of water yep. up until about what 1901, something like that, maybe even later. Uh, he seems to be. Oh yeah, that's right. McConnell sees him like undressed to get to go take a bath. He's like, he he just seems to be wasting away. He's yeah. so frail. Yeah, then but man, but his dick is still like a tree trunk. <laughs> I'm so jealous. But they also like in the book they uh, so many fucking times they're like he's the biggest man I've ever seen yeah. in my life. Well, I mean, he's been like on starvation. Basically, he went and hunted these guys down for about two days. Uh huh. So he hasn't eaten in two days and he's wasting away. Well, Skins has a whole thing where he's like he realizes that Pike is cutting weight because he's hunting men. Yeah, yeah. Shit. We're yeah. gonna get in fighting shape. Exactly. Yeah. You know. In my experience, it's better to be heavier and like you know actually have a little fat on you because then yeah. you know it's cushiony and well you got if they stab you there's like a little more yeah you got weight on your side you can lay on them just all, all the things you got you got like uh, energy but reserves. he's cutting weight like he's a fucking high school wrestler yeah exactly which I mean I'm pretty sure this is written by a high school wrestler but anyway yeah. <laughs> uh, we cut to Hecox with the at the snake camp his mom walking fawn brings him food uh, and he snags away from her like a got fucking some wild animal fucking chicken tendies yeah and... <laughs> these aren't the dinosaur shaped ones mom what the fuck uh, da, 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 da. yeah he like snatches the food away from her and eats it like he's a wild animal uh, they have an exchange where he basically very appreciative of the tribe taking him in, but his mom, Walking Fawn, is a sweetheart and gives him anything he wants. Oh, he's unappreciative. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. No, he's yeah. a he's a he's a fucking of dicks. Shithead. Yeah, but his mom's like, oh, yeah. What we covered. Uh, she does note that he he's become a bit of a dick. Then this happens. Yeah. But she, he's still my baby. Yeah. Quote from the book: The young squaw. Ah. <laughs> the young squaw he had seen earlier was still by the fire. This is that sixteen-year-old chick. Who's that? Walking Fawn saw the girl that he was talking about, and her heart sank. Her name is Little Doe. There's another deer. Yep. Everybody's uh, a fucking deer. Yep. Hickox says, she has a man. Yes. Who is he? Strong Bear. Strong Bear, Hickox said uh, derisively, uh, shaking his head. I want her. Bring her to me later. Please, Alan. Bring her to me. Uh, she stared at her son for a few moments and said, I will bring her. <sighs> so gross. 
Uh, later that night, Walking Fawn brings Little Doe to uh, Alan Hickok's tent. Yeah, that's the thing is. And hands the teenager off God to this dude. Damn it, then Hickox ponders on why anyone would uh, be interested in Walking Fawn because, uh, yeah. uh, oh, as he puts in the book, uh, this is Hickox about his mom. My mom is gross. Yeah. Uh, quote, no one had ever called Walking Fawn a pretty woman, even when she was young. Okay. <laughs> so nice. fucking whatever, dude. Well, right. Yeah, we're going to body shame your mom. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. Because that's what the fuck. Yeah. Uh, next comes some super fucked up ass shit. Uh, I'm not going to quote this part because I, I don't want to ruin the fun smut book. Um, basically, Hickox fucking rapes a 16-year-old girl in his fucking tent. It's yeah, fucking and gross. It's written with, like you said, more detail than the consensual sex Absolutely. Shit, which, Absolutely. Which is, I think... The- it's fucking crazy. <sighs> yeah. Ugh. 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 Yep, yep. It's a uh, trucker fuck book. What do you expect? And and as as you know, the the part the the shit that pops into my head every sex scene is that people don't bathe, and these are all fucking gross mountain men that don't have toilet paper at their disposal, don't know how to wipe their ass properly. Might be on fucking bilious pills. So it's okay because yeah, you're shitting like a fire hose anyhow, yeah, so right. it kind of <laughs> takes care of itself. Ugh. All right, chapter six. Uh, our boys, Pike, McConnell, and Buck, uh, running to Snake Tribe. Pike, Pike is definitely no longer one of my boys. Like he's. <laughs> Oh, I, I, I'm going to refer to him as the hero from here on out, oh, so God get ready it. for it. Uh, they now, Skins, Skins, Skins is the voice of dude. reason. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Uh, bu- 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 so the three dudes uh, run into the Snake Tribe hunting party. Pike tells them that he's looking for Hickox, and the leader of the party happens to be Little Fawn's husband, Strong Bear. Uh, Strong Bear says he'll take him to Hickox as long as Pike will kill Hickox, and Pike says, duh, I was yeah. going to do that anyway. Dope, yeah. Yeah, because cool. at this point, uh, Strong Bear like, is, yeah, he's fucking my goddamn wife, man. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I'm too cucked to do anything about it, yep. so hey, white man, come save me from... Oh, God, okay. uh, Anyway, Strong Bear and the protagonist show up at Snake Camp, uh, and Black Cherry Joe, Skins, and Pike uh, realize that they all know each other. They assume, I assume from a previous book, like we said. Yeah. Um, so Pike tells these dudes what he plans to do, and here's a quote from the book. So, Black Cherry Joe said, you brought, you brought him, meaning Pike, here to kill Hickox. I cannot kill him myself, Strong Bear said. But my I am wife loyal, will be pissed. Because my wife, my wife, be so pissed. Uh, but I am loyal to you. Loyalty that shall be re, uh, repaid. Well, and why doesn't he want to piss off his wife? She cooks good. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> we might be getting to that. <laughs> Basically, everyone in this place wants Hickox dead, but nobody wants to fucking. Uh, oh, everyone has alliances to Walking Fawn, who's his fucking mom, and they don't want to piss off right. Walking Fawn. And yeah. especially Black Cherry Joe is married to her. And doesn't want to make her mad, even though he's the leader of the tribe, doesn't want to make her mad because she might not fuck him or cook anymore. Yeah. Because that's all she's there for. Also, we're seven chapters in, and there hasn't been one consensual sex scene. Even the one that was almost consensual, Pike got fucking blackmailed into fucking that that whore. Yeah, kind of, yeah, yeah. Anyways, chapter seven. Black Cherry Joe makes skins and Buck uh, go stay at a different camp. This is this is basically like a boss fight, so only Pike gets to progress, I guess. Um, <laughs> it's okay because Skins is just out there, you know, taking care of a foundling and being reasonable. Uh-huh. Pike ends up in a teepee with Black Cherry Joe, explains the predicament. Joe asks how Pike knows <laughs> that Hickox is the turd in the punch bowl. Um, quote: uh, "The crow boy," Pike said. The fuck is that? Oh, I thought you had a machete in your hand. Um, quote from the book: "The crow boy." I'm, I'm Pi- not Robert Evans. <laughs> I know. The crow boy. Pike said, he saw them. He will identify Hickox. I cannot allow you to kill him, says Black Cherry Joe. In the village. I understand this is your steps, uh, your son-in-law. Black Cherry Joe made a chopping gesture with his right hand. 
he's he's not only my son-in-law, he's the son of my squaw. Uh, Black Cherry Joe doesn't like Alan Hickox, but he he can't let him get killed in camp, so he tells Pike basically, whatever happens outside of camp is not yeah. my fucking problem. What happens in Vegas stays in Vegas, That's right. Mountain Jack All our Pike. main characters uh, stay the night at camp outside of, outside of the village. Uh, Pike sees Strong Bear arguing with the young squaw. As the book puts, stop as, saying as the book as the book puts it as what I said. I know it's what it said Fuck. fucking words so many times. <laughs> Quote Pike: She is very beautiful. <laughs> she will not listen. Strong Bear said. She, uh, she is loyal to the chief. Pike said, as you are yourself. She will go. She will go to Hickox whenever he wants her. Strong Bear said. Well, Pike said that might work in our favor. Dun, dun, dun. It would have been coo- cooler if like Pike would have dressed up like her. Oh fuck it! Oh yeah. Hey, what's up? Yeah. <laughs> oh dude. Like Bugs Bunny. <laughs> I was just gonna say Bugs Bunny. Like, let's him. Let's Hickox fuck him once. Is, is, he's is, is like, it, well, I got. I got to get into character. Is it just me, baby, or did you grow kind of a significant beard since the last like half hour? Like, yeah. What are you talking about? Yeah. All right, chapter eight. Uh, chapter eight starts with uh, Little Doe alerting Hickox to the fact that there's another white man in camp. Uh, quote from the book: Another white man. He asks. He looked up from betwe- between her legs, uh, which he had been ki- oh, where he'd been kissing her belly. He'd been pleasantly surprised tonight. She had participated a lot more in their lovemaking because she's basically <laughs> setting him up to get murdered. Yeah, so she's like awesome. Instead of him making love to her, uh, they had to. They made love to each other. Only now did he suspect something was wrong. Yeah. So as Hickox is getting dressed, Little Fawn tells him that other white man is Jack Pike and. Oh, and he's here to get revenge on Hickox for the rape and arson and shit. Uh, I have no idea how she knows any of that fucking well, shit. Well, because uh, they, they, because Strong they, Bear told her. That's right. They got like together. They, to they, they set up the thing. Well, yeah, it's, it's yeah, to yeah. get him to flee the village. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he thinks if he leaves in the middle of the night, he'll get a head start, yeah. and he'll he's gonna outwile yeah. Mountain Jack Pike, which you can't do because he's basically the T- fucking T-800. horny Terminator yeah. of the fucking <laughs> of the fur trade. Yeah, <laughs> horny Terminator of the high plains. <laughs> I mean, is, that might be a Robert Randisi book. There we go. I'm into it. Um, so, Hick, yeah, Hickox gets freaked out, grabs all his shit. He, like, grabs a horse and fucking beelines out of camp uh, in, the, in, middle of the, in the middle of the night. And as he's leaving, uh, he thinks he's sneaking out, but uh, Pike and Strong Bear watch him fucking cruise out of town. So, quote. Pike never sleeps. Yeah. Quote, he is gone, the brave said, and won't be coming back, Pike said. I can guarantee that. Strong Bear looked High at Pike five. and said. <laughs> Strong Bear looked. Strawberry looked at him, uh, looked at Pike and said, kill him slowly. I will. Killing him slowly mm-hmm. with this knife. With his knife. <laughs> with his Kentucky pistol. Uh, so our heroes leave camp. Uh, they entertain the thought of leaving Buck there. Uh, but everywhere they go, they're like, maybe we should leave we, him here. Maybe we should abandon this child that yeah, we've, yeah. like, uh, oh, he won't be happy because these aren't his people. Yep. And also, well, they, they make a point of, like, Buck tries to talk to the Shoshone kids. They don't want nothing to do with him anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, he seems to be miserable here. Let's just leave him because, you know, exactly. one Indian's another Indian. And Whatever. You know, like, you know, yeah. uh, but they, they do the right thing. They and decide they bring to take Buck. the kid with them on their trail Mostly ride. Mostly because he can still point out yeah, exactly. he's a witness. That's the guy. Well, Skins, he's starting to grow on Skins. But well, Skins becomes... Jack Pike uh, well, would turn him into a saddlebag if he needed to. He yeah. doesn't give a fuck. Yeah, he doesn't fucking care. Uh, so they decide to take uh, the kid with them on their trail ride of murder and revenge. There Chapter 9. Hickok- As you do with formative years of... <laughs> <laughs> okay, well... Just make sure it's earn your murder badge. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah! Oh god! Now I'm now I'm gonna ke- imagine fucking Buck in like a, 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 a <laughs> boy, scout boy scouts uniform? outfit. Yeah, like the kid from Up. Excuse me, Mister. I gotta earn my badge. Oh, how can I help you? Die! Hickox has some uh, inner monologue as he's fleeing. 
He think, Man, oh. I probably shouldn't have raped that chick and burned down this cabin because now Andre the Giant's after me. Not really, though, because when he talks to him, he's like, well, it's just an idiot. Yeah. Uh, he thinks about each guy in his gang that might well, be able to- it's no big deal. Yeah, that might be able to help him. Uh, he reveals that, that Rate, the gang leader, is the craziest bitch on the planet before deciding to seek Which out another gang Which, as we find member. out, he's a pretty crazy bitch. He's fucking crazy. Uh, he decides- uh, to, 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 oh, he's, he decides to go seek out Big Mitch Murphy. He knew that Murphy was a uh, uh, huge and Stere- oh, and hadn't lost a fight in his life. And stereotypically dumb guy. Yeah, it's, yeah and, it's, he, and it's he knows, he Mongo, knows where to Mongo find just him. pawn in Game of Life. Like, yeah, because this guy always has one of those guys. One of the big dumb guys. Like the, the last one we read, that's the opening scene is yeah. Mountain Jack Pike having a water fight with like probably Mitch Mongo, and, that, and that's when well, because they become friends. No, the guy yeah, they become he, friends like because he's never been. But then beat, like skins, you know, gets the fluffy towel on him. Yeah, right that's after right. That. So and, so basically, Hickox is like, I'm gonna go find the the giant dumb guy from my gang. So just in case this dude does catch up, to he'll me, bullet sponge for me. Yeah, totally. Quote for the book. Uh, Murphy picked up. Oh, so we, we cut to like uh, Mitch Murphy, the big fucking dumb guy. Oh, yeah. Uh, oh, no. Quote for the book. Oh, Murphy no. picked up a, a pocket change fighting. His face uh, His face attested to that. Uh, <laughs> it was marked with scars and swellings and had, uh, had left it permanently deformed. Uh, Murphy wasn't the smartest man in the world, which is why he needed people like Burt Rate. So again, we got the the big dumb guy, yeah. and then you got the little smart guy. Yeah, yeah. They always have to be it, together. It, it's fucking, fucking Princess Bride. It's uh-huh. like inconceivable. Yeah. Well, you know, or the like, the gangsters from fucking Looney Tunes. Just any any yeah, of this shit. Totally. Any of this shit. Uh, yeah. Okay, so now uh, Skins and Pike are tra- are trailing Hickox, and they they well, can and Pike uh, uh, Skins along the whole way keeps on being like. I don't know, Jack. Are you okay, man? Yeah, you're right. you, you, you really you, want to do this? You, you, Come on, man. Kind of, kind of getting a little serial killery around here, like. Yeah, and every at every turn, he's like, "Yeah, I am getting a little yeah, serial killery." Yeah. Did it's you? Like, but you know, did you love her? It's like, I don't know. She was in my cabin. <laughs> uh, so they're they're trailing Hickox. Um, apparently, Hickox knows he's being tracked. Also, for somehow. Well, yeah, because like uh, little. Bon- some, the, I, the jig was probably up when Little Fawn was like, hey, well, man, she, he knows. Oh, right, because she's like, she he, literally he knows. Like, yeah, hey, yeah, yeah. this guy's on your yeah, yeah, trail. Yeah. So he knew that. That's why he left in the middle of the night, because so, he thought he'd get a jump on it. So Skins tries to tell Pike that they uh, they might be getting led into a trap. Pike doesn't give which, a two fucks. Which, that's the thing is, Skins is right. Yeah, if he's I, like, if, hey, man. If I was the not very nice guy, yeah. that's exactly what you would do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But... Yeah, and Pike, Pike's Pike, like, Pike uh, doesn't give a level fuck. So I, then we get this exchange. Uh, quote from the book, Skins... You just want to kill him. Yep. I want to kill him so bad. Yep. Pike said, Hi, uh, growing, hiding nothing from his friend. Growing too messing while thinking I, about murder. I can taste it. Yeah. Pike, you ain't never had this kind of bloodlust, Pike said, cutting his there friend off. There was this woman that I kind of owned, <laughs> and they <laughs> violated her and burned her. <laughs> I can't tolerate that. Okay. Uh, Hickox is exhausted and thinks, uh, thinks he has a three-hour lead on our protagonist. Uh, he stops at a stream to water his horse. Oh, and then fucking falls asleep. Uh, the re- the mm-hmm. revenge party comes up on Hickox and finds him sleeping. Skins and Buck uh, right ahead to make camp to leave Pike to his murder. I love uh, how, yeah, they find him. They're able to go, like, pitch camp yeah, and yeah. then come back later. Oh, he'll still be here. Well, this guy no, no, Pike, Pike his... stays there and sends the two the oh, two other guys up yeah, ahead. Actually, yeah, he does that a lot. Yeah, Pike, uh, Pike walks up to Because he doesn't want Skins or the kid to see yeah. what he's going to do. doesn't really matter, as you'll find out in a second. Um. Hickox, uh, oh yeah, Pike kicks Hickox in the ribs, wake his ass up, and introduces himself. Hickox tries to make a deal by saying that he will give Pike the names of all his accomplices uh, if he lets Hickox go. Pike makes a counteroffer. Quote from the book, Pike, 
You give me the you give me the man's name and where to find him, and I'll kill you fast. Hickox, Jesus, that's no deal. To illustrate this was a deal, and and the best one Hickox is gonna get. Pike stretched out uh, the man's right arm and drove a point of his knife right through fucking ha- right through his hand, uh, staking it to the ground. The scream that followed was like that of a wild animal. Uh, Skins and Buck can hear this scream from their fucking camp, where however far away they are. It's kind of like Skins, like just eat your beans, dude. Yeah, just, we're good. They, like, well, yeah, but then sing a song. Then, like, we, then we get this ex- fucked up exchange. Uh, quote from the book: <laughs> Pike is Indian. Buck asks. No, McConnell says. He's not. Why? It is an Indian way to torture, Buck said. Oh, God damn it. I forgot about that. Well, it's not the white man's, McConnell said, and then looked off into the distance again and McConnell said... McConnell said, lying not out usually. his ass. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. It's not the white man's. No, nah, never. Not usually. Fuck you. Uh, okay. Fucking shit. <laughs> they also, they don't even know what the fuck Pike is doing. Yeah, you could- They just heard a man scream. Whatever. Fuck. <laughs> Uh, so Pike again tells Hickox to give Maybe him... Maybe it was Pike. He, like, twisted his ankle or something. No you, shit. You exactly. Uh, so Pike's, Pike tells him to give him the whereabouts of just one of the gang members. Because um, I have to do this all manually. i got to yeah. track them down one by one, because yeah, otherwise exactly. my revenge boner will fade. Exactly. Uh, and he'll kill him mercifully if he gives him the fucking information he yeah, wants. Yeah. Hickox refuses, and then we get this lovely scene. Quote from the book. Uh, Pike took hold of the man's ear and cut it cleanly off. Mm. For a moment, Hickox couldn't even scream, but then Pike held the ear... Uh, for him to see, letting the blood drip down the man's face. And when Hickox opened his mouth to scream, Pike pushed the severed flesh into his mouth. <sighs> Hickox, <laughs> Hickox retched, and Pike pushed the man's face aside, so both, to, both some, to keep him from getting puked on some, and to keep the man from drowning in his own vomit. Torture vor porn here. Like, he wasn't okay. ready to kill him, not just yet. Because so, straight like, Hannibal Lecter... Bullshit. Like, like that—that's like, a fucking—that's a torture scene, and that's exactly how the fucking rape scenes are written. Yeah, like, like that. But oh fuck, loving. And the, this is Jesus your protagonist. Christ. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is the good guy, quote unquote. He's doing this because he—he <sighs> lost property. He kind of lost property that he was somewhat interested in. So fucked. Uh, Skins and Buck hear one last blood curling scream, and then silence. Pike rides up, covered in blood, tells them that they're leaving first thing in the morning. Uh, to torture to death a man named Murphy at an encampment on, <laughs> the, to do, on like, the Bighorn River. Don't unpack. Not far from Lisa's Fort. So, Lisa's Fort, Manu, is that real? Manu, Manu Lisa. Lisa. Okay, yep. cool. That's what I thought. It's probably that fucking boat ramp I talk about. Yeah, yeah. There you go. Same. I mean, the area would check out. All right. Now we get to part two of the book. It's titled, And Then There Were Three. Uh, chapter 10. Pike. Oh, for fuck's sake. Pike Keeps and Skins. Going. Yeah, I know. Pike and Skins have a conversation before uh, leaving to Ice Murphy. McConnell disapproves of Pike's rampage. Look, Skins, you've never been so rage-bonered as I am yep. right now. Just take care of the kid and shut up. Yeah, yeah. Or go away. Yep. And he's like, it's cool, don't worry about it, I'm fine. Oh, then they discuss what to do with Buck uh, after all this is over, and then we get... Oh, God, this is the exchange. This is the daddy exchange. Um, so, I had to note this because... I, I read the fucking word daddy so First many, of all, so the many daddy times. exchange sounds like a place where you use, like, you go sell your used, Drop uh, off your <laughs> like, used. bondage gear and, oh, like, vinyl, you know, vinyl chaps. And- oh, God. Basically, there was an exchange where they said the word daddy so many times that I wanted to throw uh, the book out a fucking window. Oh, no. Here it is. Uh, oh, quote no. from the book. Well, it's obvious that he's taking a shine to you, Pike said, about Buck. <clears throat> Are you going to play daddy to him when he's all, when this is all over? Me? Daddy? Asked Skins. Well... What would you call what you've been acting like as of late, Pike said? Not only have you been... A responsible adult with some compassion. Right? Exactly. (laughs) The only person in this book that actually... Whatever. Uh, Not only have you been daddy in him, but me too. 
I ain't nobody's daddy, McConnell says, grumpily. <sighs> I hate. And I fucking hate the Jack, word daddy. And Jack Pike is like, I'm the only daddy around, I'm the only here. Daddy around here. I'm the mountain daddy. <laughs> what is your daddy? And what yeah, does he, he do? <laughs> My dad's a kind of gorgeous. He looks at vaginas all day long. <laughs> Boys have a penis. Girls have a vagina. Uh, Team Revenge puts out the fire and heads towards the settlement containing Murphy. I like how they were responsible. So Smokey the Bear is like off in oh, the they background always- like... No, they literally, they always like, yep. well, make sure you dump yep. the rest leave, of the coffee leave, on the fire. Leave no trace. Yeah, <laughs> spread the ashes. Like, now it's let all me go commit book. some fucking war crimes. <laughs> oh, fuck. Now we get Murphy. Oh, Murphy wakes up next to his female companion by the name of Flora Griffin. Apparently, Mitch mm. Murphy is kind of homely giant, so he had to find a lady to match. I just pictured like kind of death by snoo snoo. Yes. Computer sentences them to death. <laughs> What are you, gay? But that's the thing is like, man, there's such body shaming that well, happens well, in this whole We're We're about thing. to get to it because we get a whole fucking paragraph describing what Flora looks like. <clears throat> Quote from the book. Uh, he noticed her right away because she was kind of, she was the kind of body he preferred. Being a big man, he liked big women and she sure fit the bill. I got to add in, uh, there's a GBH song called Big Women. Kind of picturing like China, like the the yeah, like but the chunkier. I, I'm not sure. Did you like, ever see the porno China was in? No, but I heard like she has. She's got a clit like a chicken tender, right? Yeah. Um, <laughs> I wasn't going to go there, but okay. Um, but it's like when they're about to fuck her, they describe her like China, but then when they're done fucking her, ooh, you're gross. Yeah, yeah. Oh no, we'll get into it okay. for sure. From behind, he saw that she... This is uh, Murphy meeting her for the first time. From behind, he saw that she was tall, damn near six feet, wide-hipped, and thick-waisted. She was more woman than most men could handle, but not for Murphy, because he's a fucking giant, apparently. He's bigger than Pike, and Pike is a giant. So, here we go. Uh, (laughs) He stared over at her snoring bulk, sleeping naked in the bed beside him. And once again, And once again, felt the stirring of his penis. Their, lo- their loving last night had been hot and sweaty. And again, Mountain Man, like, yeah, just, just fucking gross. Yeah. So it's like armadillos crawling out oh. of crevices. And- <laughs> uh, hot and sweaty, just the way he liked it. Mm-hmm. So much salmonella. And she had taken her pleasure with uh, almost as much physical ad- ardor? ardor? Arger. Arger? Whatever. She liked it, as he did. Uh, the memory, yeah, the memory of their rutting had him fully erect in no time. It Re- was a great copulation, <laughs> in the words of uh, Chief Dan George from Little Big Man. <laughs> uh, reaching over, he 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 slapped at her huge haunch. Haunch. <laughs> and she stirred sleepily. Haunch. <laughs> and she stirred sleepily. Uh, Murphy grinned and grabbed one of her pendulous breasts, giving it a hard squeeze. Now, how about it, Flora? The big man said, rubbing his hardened penis against her pillowy thigh. Uh, she sat up, and he slid into her as easy as if she were butter. <laughs> Margarine. Margarine. Yeah. I can't believe, I can't it's believe not butter. It's, I can't believe it's not vagina. She leaned over so that her huge breasts were hanging uh, right in front of his face, and he sucked on them while she rode him. 
Okay. Well, at least this one's consensual, though. Yeah, this is the first consensual sex in the whole this book. This is about as close as we come to some tender lovemaking, kind of, with all the haunches and... <laughs> <laughs> uh, she smiled down at him. I ain't had me a man in a month. <laughs> in a month of... Okay, I can't do the voice. I ain't had me a man in a month of Sundays who didn't complain that I was crushing the life out of him when I ride him like this. She rode him now hard, so hard that she had to sit up and brace her hands on his belly while she bounced up and down. He watched the way her breasts flopped <laughs> and her hair swirled and the way the way she bit her lip when her time came. Uh, the inside of her felt like a wet, warm glove. <laughs> it, and he let out a huge groan as she yanked the seed from him. Mm. Yank the seed. Uh. <laughs> oh, fuck. I want to die. <laughs> um, oh, God damn it. Fuck everything about this shit. Okay. Oh, yeah. All right. Whose idea was this? <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> At least, like, while they're fucking, it's yeah. like, okay, this is cool. Yeah. We're doing this. But before, like, yeah, look at that haunch on that snoring... <laughs> Shipwreck of a woman, like <laughs> slap the haunch on that fucking thing. But we'll get back to more of that later. Yeah, uh, Team Revenge rolls into camp uh, by the number of horses there. The guys figure that there's about 25 people in this tent village. Uh, as they enter town, people are staring at Pike because he's fucking huge. It's every place he goes that happens. Um, oh, because he's big, strong looking, handsome. That's what they say in the book. Yes. Um, one lady even licks her lips as she stares at him riding into town. Because, of course. Mm. Nice. Next, uh, Pike recognizes a guy in camp by the name of Pete Cockeye Davis. Yep. Don't call him Cockeye. Because he hates He'll when you do that. He'll fuck you up. Yeah. He's, also, he's got he, lazy eyes. He sounds like well, he's described, he's pretty much Steve Buscemi. Yeah, totally. Yeah, or yeah. Don Knotts, depending on the era you're yeah, going for. Yeah, he's a tiny guy. <laughs> oh, yeah, they repeat over and over how small he is, compared, yeah. especially compared to Pike. Ah, Don Knotts! I just want to talk! Stay away from me! Andy Griffith used to beat me up! He was a big drinker! Ask Ron Howard, he'll tell you. Now, someone, Tim Conway was sleeping with half the Apple Dumpling Gang. You two were the only ones in the Apple Dumpling Gang. You're doing the math now, aren't you? Oh, yeah, I got it right here. Pete Davis is a short, ugly guy. Um, <laughs> uh, then his wife comes out. Pete Davis's wife comes out to make uh, Pike and the guy some food. And uh, the book makes sure to let you know that she is a Nez Pierce. And is even taller than Pete is. Yep. So everybody's got one on Pete. Look, not racist. I'm married to yet another Native American woman. Right. And, uh, they converse with Davis. About and all they talk about is how good she cooks, because that's the value that women have in this world. They either fuck or they cook, or if you're lucky, both. There you go. Uh, they converse with Davis. Asking, At least Walking Star could like reload rifles and shoot guys and stuff. Yeah. So they're asking if there are any new people in town, and he says uh, there's one dude who shacked up with a woman. Pretty recently, then Pete tells them, uh, "Hey, I can take Buck off your hands. I got work for him to do around yeah, here." Yeah, yeah. I will buy your indentured yeah, servant. child. Like, uh, quote from the book: uh, McConnell looked at Buck, who was staring at him with big brown eyes. I guess we'll have to think on that a spell. No. Uh, oh, fucking, yep. Skins, Skins is becoming a daddy. It's happening. Stop mm -hmm. it. <laughs> uh, McConnell tells Pike to camp on the outskirts of town, like fucking Again. every scene in this book. Um, so he doesn't kill this giant. Yeah, Skins is pretty much Alfred to Pike's Batman, or shitty Batman. Pretty much, yeah. And then Buck is kind of shitty Robin. Yeah. Like, yeah. Oh, no, no, no. This is what it is. Oh, sorry. I got that backwards. McConnell tells Pike to camp outside now because he's like, if you see this this Mitch guy, you're going to fucking kill him, and we can't have that in town. Oh, yeah. So I'm going to go yeah. scout it out for you. Yeah, yeah. I'll scout it out. You stay You stay the fuck out of town so you don't do anything yeah, I'll, stupid. I'll facilitate your right. grizzly murder 
plot. Yep. Yeah. So Pike fucks off. Uh, Skins and Buck are like dicking around in town, and they see a uh, they see a fucking giant come out of a tent, followed by an equally large woman. The way the book puts it. Yep. Death by snooze. Yep. Uh, quote from the book: McConnell noticed that the woman was big, full-bodied, and dark-haired. She reminded him that he'd been without a woman for too long. So, like you said, like. By all I'd costs. even fuck that. Well, that's a, well, that or like you know, she sounds like she's attractive, but, uh, but they make here, a point of like. Here's the next line, but the, yet she's also gross. Here's the next like, line. Here's the next line on, in the book. The woman did not have an attractive face, but it was flush, and it was obvious uh, to anyone's eyes that she had. Oh, what, what they had been up to in the tent. Sorry. Uh, reluctantly, McConnell dragged his eyes from the full-size woman to look at her man. If it were possible, Murphy was even larger than Pike. If, if it, it were possible. possible. Who knows? I don't know the physics of this book. Um, Buck positively identifies the man as uh, Murphy, one of the rapists. Um, yeah. The men ride off to do- tell Pike, and they have a conversation about Pike's kill streak. Quote from the book. Buck asked, uh, for what they did, the men deserve to die. Do you not believe that? Of course I believe it, Buck. Then why are you Why are you sorry? Why are you, why are you sorry? Because... Is he asking skins? Oh, that? he's talking to skins. Yeah, yeah. sorry, sorry, sorry. Uh, this must have been at the end of the night when I was fucked up writing this one. Shocking. Yep. Uh, <laughs> then why are you sorry? Because Pike's my friend, and I don't like to see my friend in a killing frenzy. What is frenzy? Says Buck. <laughs> what is frenzy? What is frenzy? <laughs> frenzy. It's like the. It's like a. It's like a Twitter for Ooh, very racist. Nice. Yeah. Also, I just noticed your shirt. That's fucking amazing. It is amazing. Will's got a shirt that says "Hail Satan." It's got a bunch of goats, cat, goats, black dra- cats, crows, flies, and snakes. But they're like, all drawn like fucking Betty Boop. It's awesome. Yeah, they're, and they're and they're like they're dancing, the, dancing around the, in a like fucking witches pentagram. familiars, basically. Yeah, totally. Well, I still got a you know my Jeep's name Black Philip, so yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I, I, I want to basically do a goat similar like that, Ooh, yeah. and then Black Philip down the hood. Oh yeah. But I just got to design it yet. What's the like the taste of butter? Uh, Skins tells Pike that they found the fucking dude. Pike does the whole bring bring me to him yeah. thing. Uh, Skins tells him that to wait, be more careful. Be this my one. murder pimp. Yeah, <laughs> murder pimp. Mm. Oh yeah, Skins is like, dude, he's fucking taller than you are, man. Just and much much girthier. Yeah. Uh, mm, girthy. Oh, then we get this interaction. Um, Do not worry, Buck said. We are your friends. We will help you. Pike rumples the boy's hair and says, "I know uh-huh, you are. You I know scamp. you are, Buck." He looked at McConnell and said, "I'll take a look at Murphy later on." I just like the whole like, oh, you little yeah, 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 yeah. Pike goes for a walk that night, starts thinking about his his burnt squaw. Says the book, Rise, rising, <laughs> rising, or sun rising, uh, and we get another little nugget of weird. I fuck. almost sort of liked her, and I sure do miss her pussy and cooking, dude. Quote: <laughs> He knew that she, he knew that she loved him, but he didn't think that he had ever really loved her, and she had deserved better. Why are you fucking doing this, man? Like, what I, the fuck? Just all the things. Sunrise, Sunrising basically worshipped Pike, and he was just kind of like, meh. Yeah, yeah. Whatever. Whatever. Yep. This is... It's but, fucking... You know, it's it's Waterworld, dude. But, yeah. Yeah. Pretty much. Oh, I mean, God yeah. damn it. Quote, he convinced himself that there was something wrong with him for not being able to love her. I would agree, I, I fully Pike. agree, shithead. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe in his own way, uh, he too was sick. And Sunrising uh, had paid the price for crossing the path of not five sick men, but six I sick might, men. I might be sick. You know, I did feed that guy his own ear. <laughs> like, <laughs> Am I the bad guy? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what, are we the baddies? Fucking. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck. So, oh, yeah, so he goes He goes on walking through the night, blaming himself for her death, uh, getting all jacked up and angry and, you know, not crying. Definitely not crying. Yeah. I'm not crying. You're crying. 
So on his walk, he he spots Murphy's tent. Uh, I just like the idea of Jack Pike walk, walking out to a lonely hillside and just having a having a good old sob and full on crack. <laughs> you know, <laughs> big big snotty like. Uh, Pike goes uh, on his walk. He he sees uh, Murphy's tent. Hears the voice of a man and woman from inside. He wonders uh, how he'll get the man alone from the tent flap. Oh, then the tent flap flops open, and uh, Murphy and his lady friend come bounding out. Uh, the two embrace. Bounding out. The two embrace, and the woman takes off into the night as Pike uh, oogles her. Since they came like bounding out, I, I love the. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like runs away uh, like a fucking gremlin or something. This is the first time that Pike sees Murphy. Uh, Pike heads to camp with McConnell and makes. Uh, oh, he heads back to his camp. Uh, makes a plan to face Murphy in a poker tournament because Murphy's like a big poker player. Well, he's and Murphy's apparently a he's kind of good at it and also like, but uh, he's a fucking idiot. Well, but but he like just nobody, happens to be good at it. And when he's also huge, so when he wins, nobody tries to call him on shit. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. like he just yep. ta- he. He's been taking everybody's money for like the whole time he's yeah. been in camp. So basically. A- apparently, so when Pike saw the tent flap flop open, he saw all of Murphy's shit on a little fucking barrel or something. I don't know, but like uh, like a fucking video game. Yeah, there, totally. There's a fully cooked ham and like a little box with a red cross on it yeah, and totally. a blue potion. Uh-huh. Uh huh. But he sees a pack of playing cards, so he's like, "Oh, this guy must be into poker." Yeah. So I'm gonna charge him. I'm gonna fuck. challenge him to poker. Uh, fuck. Pike they and skins have poker and. 18, no, it would have been feral, right? I don't fuck not. No, there were, I don't think there was oh, feral been, yet. But it would have been go fish. I don't know, like old maid. I don't. We should look up the history of playing. I'm sure they're old, but yeah, yeah I don't know. So uh, Pike goes talks to Pete Davis again. I'd say dice would have been more of a accurate that, that thing makes for the more time. Sense, yeah. So while well, you're carrying around playing cards before really good printing or yeah. waterproof shit. Yeah, exactly. Mm. You can make dice out of fucking anything. Well, and as we know, you know, you throw away cards if they get all fucked up because you can tell what yeah. they are. They're going to be fucked up if they're in a saddle Absolutely. bag. For... Yeah. Maybe they're playing, they should be playing like Moncala or something like that. It should be dice. Yeah. Dice was definitely a big thing mm-hmm. in Rendezvous times. Or you do like Peggle or something or, yeah, but... Uh, so they talk to Pete Davis, and he's like, "Oh, oh, that Murphy guy. He's at the big poker game we have every week, or whatever." So like, there's like the the big. It's like Maverick, like yeah. the big poker games happening, except for a hundred years before Maverick was set. Yeah. <laughs> Imagine that if you if you Google poker, it's just a bunch of online casino games pop up immediately. Uh, I'm trying to find the history. There we go. Uh. While poker's exact origin is a subject of debate, one early description of poker is like in 1829. So I guess they could have been playing poker, but like, I'm, like as I thought, it was if they were doing it, it was pretty fucking new, and probably not going to be a thing you're doing on the frontier. Right? Yeah, yeah. not not like, in a fucking settlement at like fucking Manuelisa Ford or whatever. Right. Okay. So after some throwaway pages. Our dudes find the poker tent. They sit down. They they, uh, they got what they call it. Yeah, not yeah. the whore cubicle. The poker <laughs> tent. <laughs> poker tent. So they they basically they don't have a table. They have a fucking like blanket on the dirt. Yeah. And so they're sitting on that fucking doing their thing. Oh yeah. Okay. So yeah. Like we like we covered. Murphy's like kind of a dipshit, but he apparently is a really good gambler. Mostly because he's well, huge. You got to know when to hold him. And every hand's a loser. And the best that you can hope for is to die. 
Uh, Pike ends up getting a couple of winning hands and then wins the biggest pot of the night. The game comes to a close. Because he's better because he's big dick cool guy Jack Pike. Yep, and he's and, better at everything than everybody. Uh-huh. So so basically he wins. The game comes to a close. Murphy freaks the fuck out because he does not like to lose. Demands that the game continue. There's a scuffle. Pike draws a gun. And then uh, Pike and Murphy agree to meet in a clean. Well, he's like, I lost my money. Mm-hmm. I don't want that to happen. We, yep. Yeah. So they agree to meet in a clearing outside uh, outside of town to settle this like men. Uh, like slaps like, meet, her in the face with his velvet glove. And, yeah, meet me after school by the oak tree kind of shit. Right. <clears throat> Chapter 13. Flora pleads with Murphy not to fight Pike, then calls him dumb. Uh, he takes massive offense to that. Backhands her and... Because uh, we gotta always abuse the women. Fucking this author hates women. Uh, Pike, McConnell, and Buck arrive at the clearing where Murphy is topless and waiting. Skins tells Pike to use his speed as Murphy is far bigger. Uh, then Skins and Buck shuffle off. Thanks for the pointers, Skins. <laughs> right. <laughs> the whole settlement has turned out to watch the fight. Most of them were betting money. Apparently, a bunch of uh, a bunch of bet that Pike was going to lose because the other guys fucking. And hate. of course, the, we see this in the f- first one we read. Mm-hmm. Skins will just actually the first one he hedged his bets. He bet some on Pike and he bet some on the big guy. This one he goes all in for Pike. All in for Pike, but because like, he knows he's on a murder spree. Yeah, yeah. So the the thing that gets me is that like most people are like betting that Pike's going to lose because. They're betting money he's going to lose because the other guy's a fucking giant. Also, they have fucking money. But also, yeah, that too. But also, <laughs> but also it's described that townspeople are like, they bet money that he's going to lose, but they secretly hoped he was going to win because nobody liked fucking Mitch. Uh, yeah, yeah, but they just Mitch, Mitch, assumed he was going to die. But also, just the fact that you're picturing, I know the author's picturing them like waving like yeah, dollar cash bills. bills. Sure. Wasn't a thing, especially not where they're at. Yeah. It'd be like, I'm going to wager a stack of pelts or this knife. Yep. So they they have some, a fucking boring physical exchange. Pike ends up, uh, Murphy charges at him. Pike trips him. Court for the book. Uh, Pike backpedaled, uh, spelled incorrectly in the book, actually. Backpedaled was spelled in- incorrectly. Um, and tried to reassess the situation. Murphy was not fast, but he was not quite as clumsy as Pike had thought. And the time for him to take charge, <clears throat> take charge was rapidly, oh, charges was rapidly passing. This time, when Murphy charged him, he charged as well. Both men collided more than a few like onlookers. Like bighorn sheep. I, I just picture just literally bighorn sheep. Only. Yeah, it's yeah like exactly. Two pro wrestler looking dudes. Mm-hmm. More more than a few onlookers, including Skins McConnell, winced at the impact. Mm. Clash of Titans, truly. And just picture that smell in your head. Oh, God, just, no. <laughs> um, whiskey, feces, and sweat. Oh, God. That's what this book should have been called. Uh, chapter 14, the two men are uh, pushing against each other while Pike steps in, because they're just like, ooh, yeah. just like fucking pushing on each other. Pike steps out of the way, making Murphy uh, hit the ground at full force. Pike jumps on him, uh, oh, laying an arm across his windpipe, and then he starts to interrogate the guy. So he's doing the whole, like, give me a fucking name yeah. and where to find him. And he's like, what the fuck? And every time he, like, doesn't answer, he, like, jams his arm into the guy's windpipe. Yep. Um, I just watched uh, Nobody yesterday for the first time. I love how Bob Odenkirk, whenever he's trying to interrogate people, they just kind of end up dying. Where he tries to intimidate them, but they end up dying before he can finish his story. Oh, really? That's I haven't seen it yet. It's yeah. fucking pretty good. But awesome. I'll have to check it out. You know, did we talk about how that movie was based on a true story? There's no fucking way that this was based no, no, on no, a true uh, story. Somebody broke into uh, uh, Bob Odenkirk's house. While he was home, it was like middle of the night. Uh-huh. His, his kids, kids and wife were there and shit. And so he's like, he hears him walking around in his house. And then the the intruder like opens up the door to the basement and goes down to the basement that has no no door, no 
uh, exterior door. It's one door mm-hmm. to get in and out of the basement. So they lock him in the basement. So he locks him in the basement, calls the police. The police show up. They fucking arrest the guy and take him in. And the cops are like berating him about how like how he's a pussy and he should have fucking shot the guy or like fought back or whatever. And he's he's like, what the fuck do you want me to do? Like, like John Wick this shit? And then he wrote that movie. Oh, awesome. Yeah. Wow. Because he... Yeah, I'm he's just, like he's like this is what I imagine the cops wanted me to fucking do. Well, in in the thing he has like yeah he has the opportunity to like like the his son actually kind of tackles the guy intruder, and he'd noticed because of his you know unique set of squills that makes him a squills <laughs> skills that makes him a nightmare for people like you. Yeah, you know, yeah. He worked for one of the alphabet uh-huh. agencies. But he noticed that the gun they had was like old, hadn't been fired a long time, and it was unloaded. It's a Kentucky pistol. So he didn't brain this person with a golf club. Because you know he wanted to do less damage than yeah, nece- you know least amount of least amount of force. But then he ends necessary. up fucking literally killing at least a hundred people later in the movie. Yeah, so basically <laughs> that's like, him being a smartass. Like, what the fuck do you want me to do, cops? Yeah, yeah. Like going a rampage, like a Jack Pike rampage. Well, it, God damn it! Watch it. it. Like I said, it's entertaining. <laughs> anyway, uh, so uh, where where the fuck are we? Oh yeah, so Mur- Murphy, Murphy gives him the name of Dan Tilson and tells him that Dan's at Lisa's fort. Uh, then says, "Oh, then Pike says goodbye, Murphy," and then he breaks the dude's neck in front of an entire fucking town. Mm-hmm. Uh, Plus, then, it's just that easy. Then, the, McC- then McConnell starts. Andre the Giant's just in here with a chicken neck. Yeah, you know, exactly. like <laughs> then McConnell st- just immediately starts collecting money from all the townspeople. Yeah. Well, that's Pike. over. <laughs> thank you, thank you. Nothing to see here. Once Bye. again, also all this cash. Yep. You know. Yep. In eighteen forty, fucking Montana. <sighs> Oh, God. Uh, they decided to stay the night at the settlement, I assume, so Pike can get his dick wet. Um, oh, wait. Is that coming up? <laughs> Foreshadowing. Shocking. If he's not fighting, he's fucking. Pike beelines for Murphy's tent. That's because he's a brawling, broad-shouldered bear of a man. <laughs> uh, Pike, Pike heads straight for Murphy's tent uh, to collect any valuables and clues. Because you can't just kill the guy. You gotta, you gotta go, go through shit. Well, and plus, you gotta like lay conquest everything uh-huh. he has owned. Or, yeah, man. Uh, and since he- women are possessions in this... You know, <laughs> strap the fuck in while he's going through God all damn of, uh, uh, Mitch Murphy's shit. Flora walks up. Uh, they have a little bit of a talk. Uh, she, apparently, she wasn't in love with Murphy. She just fucked him because he was huge and could handle a big woman. Um, not fat, mind you. They make very clear just big. Except for until after they fuck. And then, then she's suddenly fat. And, and then, then the body shaming commences. <laughs> Quote Flora, since you killed Murphy, everything that was his belongs to you now. Pike, Flora, I don't know what you're getting at. <laughs> I'm getting at this, she said. <clears throat> Pendulous press. Her hands, yeah, right. Her hands went uh, went to her shirt, and she didn't bother unbuttoning it. She tore it open, sending buttons flying. One of them struck him in the face. <laughs> I wish it had been like, ah, my eye! <laughs> <laughs> totally. Uh, but he didn't even notice. He was staring at her breasts, which were large, pear-shaped. Remember pear-shaped? Keep yeah, that there's, in your there's fucking a lot head. of pear-shaped Holy happening. shit, dude. Which were large, pear-shaped and firm-looking. Not firm, firm looking. Firm looking. Uh, the flesh of her breast was paler than that of her face and arms, and her nipples were dark brown, large and wide. Their lovemaking was uh, not moist. That's a. Their lovemaking was most violent. Pike, uh, the most violent Pike had ever experienced. For a moment, he even thought oh, he might. I'm thinking other people that have had sex with Jack Pike have experienced some violence. Yeah. For a moment, he thought she might even be trying to make him pay for killing Mitch. 
But when he, when he saw her <laughs> glazed, when he saw her glazed eyes and express, uh, expression of pleasure on her face, he knew that wasn't the case. Oh, I fucked her into a coma. This fucking sex scene is the longest one in the entire book. Uh huh. The longest one. So I'm gonna cut out like half of it, and I'm just gonna put the, yeah, the shit that matters. Need to, yeah. I mean, if people really want, you can. No, you can buy the book. For don't me. buy this. Book. No, no, buy it for me. I'll yeah, sell yeah, it to you for yeah, twenty well, bucks. <laughs> I'll don't, it don't give the author any more money. <laughs> don't stop encouraging him. Uh, quote for the book. He sucked her nipples while his hands roamed below, finding folds of hot, moist flesh. Oh, Arby's, we have the meats. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. They were still kissing when his fingers slipped inside her. He slid his hands around her back and then down to her big, firm buttocks. Uh, he found her anus and teased it, and then she caught her <laughs> breath and hugged him. <laughs> I'll finger your asshole if you hug me. Uh, she kissed his chest, running her tongue over his nipples, then licked Wade down the length of his body. Was he lactating? <laughs> From somewhere. Would you like some man milk? Slowly and... Mountain uh, man milk? Slowly and... Uh, oh, God, I, can't, I don't know this fucking word. Lasciviously? Leviciously? Leviciously? What the fuck does that mean? I don't fucking care. <laughs> <laughs> uh, slowly and leviciously worked uh, her way down to his rigid penis. Now she held his balls in her in both like hands. Like rigid, like the uh, hardware company. <laughs> yeah, totally. But I like this. Now she held his balls in both her hands. So he's got like a couple mm -hmm. of fucking cantaloupes. Or yeah, something yeah, yeah, there. yeah. Yep. Check yourself for <laughs> testicular cancer there, Jack Pike. <laughs> totally. Caressing them while she licked the head of his penis. She worked her tongue up and down his cock, wetting it so that uh, so the air felt cold against it. Suddenly the coldness turned to heat as she took him in her mouth. Her head bobbed up and down. And he lifted his hips to meet the pole of her mouth. He forcefully flipped her over onto her back and spread her legs. He leaned down between her meaty thighs and began to lick her. Oh, fuck. He, at least he reciprocates the oral, <laughs> which true, yeah. is not a mountain man tradition in anything we've <laughs> fuck read. Uh, she reached for his head and held it, throwing her legs even wider to accommodate his incessant tongue. Just a little bit left. You get a little uh, hot and bothered here? No, I just I have a lot of coffee in my system right no. now. Uh, he mounted her then, without giving her time to recover, and slammed into her hard. Oh God, oh God, she whispered urgently. You're splitting me in two. He growled and drove into her even harder. Don't stop, she said. Don't worry, he said to her. I won't. And they're still they are still fucking today, actually. Wow. He never stopped. Yep. So they both come, he gets dressed and starts to leave when he <laughs> she begs to go with him. And then we get this fucking excellent exchange. This is what Bo's been trying to get at. <sighs> Quote He saw her in a different light now that he was not an that now that she was not an object of his barely controlled animal lust. Her hair was a mess, tangled and dirty. Her belly was soft and You flabby. were just fucking, so her that's th her the thighs thing. her thighs too meaty. Too meaty. She was a big, earthy, lusty woman, all right. But if she'd only lost some weight and cleaned herself up a little, uh, she, was, she would be the an frontier guy. That she would never be an attractive based. one. Yeah. <laughs> so basically, he's like, "Get your shit together, fucking grosso." Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's the worst. Take me with you. He's oh, like, yeah. nah, fuck off. Oh, you're so beautiful while we're fucking, but <laughs> holy shit. She tells him. She tells him she'll cook for him. She literally says, "I will be your squaw." That's a quote from the God book. damn it! She begs as he walks away. Bye, Flora. Yeah. I'm <laughs> like, bye, Flora. Yeah. Uh, so now we're in uh, part three. Three to go. Uh, three down, two to go is what it's called. And then we jump into chapter fifteen. But before that, I didn't think this is gonna have to be a two-parter, but it's gonna have to be a two-parter. Yeah. So you guys get 
double your pleasure. <laughs> and in Carter's case, he hates these. So oily. Guess what? You're oily? welcome, baby. Well, yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Oh uh, fuck. All right, I'm gonna go. Uh, I'm gonna go like beat off, and then we'll come back oh, and do the other half. How? So. <laughs> I have my Just ways. Gonna stir the pudding, aren't you? Like. <laughs> uh, but until then, let's go out and hail of come fire. Oh uh, yeah. yeah.